0: This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are
1: Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Back at it again for another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, Talking Carolina Panthers with you every single day of the work week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team, every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Also follow us on Spotify, Odyssey, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Wherever you currently are listening to the show right now, keep on listening there. And if you ever have problems with that certain platform, listen on the other ones I mentioned before, or if you have a random one, you'll find it. You just gotta—you can find us. You'll find us. You know where to find me. So go ahead and do that. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council. Where every Friday throughout the rest of the preseason and training camp, I'm going to need your participation. For our weekly Friday mailbag, and I appreciate all of you who have sent in mailbag questions already ahead of Friday's show. So continue to do that by either DM me or adding me at Council on Twitter. On today's show, Carolina Panthers up and down practice for the offense, but that means that the defense is looking pretty good. In particular, one very important player for the Carolina Panthers in 2021. We'll get into him and a key injury that we saw that happened on Monday morning. Which also leads me to wonder, do the Carolina Panthers need to be out in the market for another player at a certain position? And there's a Camp Darling which might be heating up a position group in terms of who's going to make the roster, who's not going to make the roster. So we'll get into all of that on today's show. Let's go ahead and start off with the struggles for the Carolina Panthers on offense on Monday. And again, it's training camp. You can't make too much of what's going on with the team right now, particularly when they're in shells and not in pads. Now, the pads come on Tuesday. They come on today. So no more excuses in terms of you can't really tell where the offense is actually struggling or it's just the fact that they can't, they can't block the defense. Like with the offensive line, they can only do so much to be aggressive and to block the defensive linemen. Where the defense has the advantage currently right now in 7-on-7 seven in seven those kind of drills. Or when they go 11 v 11 which has led to Sam Darnold have some passes deflected and led to an interception during training camp for the first couple days. But still, they apparently weren't as sharp as they needed to be on Monday. And Matt Rule looked back at what happened on Saturday night and had some observations. I got some mixed reviews from people who were there at camp on Saturday, whether Darnold struggled to perform well and all that kind of stuff. So Matt Rule... Open up his press conference after practice on Monday, looking back at what happened on Saturday night.
2: We had um, nothing Sunday. So, I mean, you know, when you have a chance to watch the film, there's good things, there's bad things. Like, I thought Sam played really well on on uh, Saturday night. I think some guys, you know, when you watch the film, sometimes you're like, ah, oh, that's a barren throw up here. Then you watch the tape, and a guy who's supposed to sit it down at five yards runs seven, and, you know, he's having to adjust. So... um you know, I just wanted to make sure I had a chance to break, you know, talk about that practice before we started this practice. So it's a, a weird thing with the – it's really a weird thing with the, um, uh, the way the training camp set up. So have a night practice into an off day and then not have a chance to talk about
0: it. So Matt Rule went over all that with the media. And if you go back to Saturday afterwards, he talked about the consistency of being the same guy every single time you show up. The practice. He says our best players are the same guy Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The same guy all seven days of the week: 365, 366, if we're in a leap year. And that's what he wants to see from his team. That same consistency. And I saw a lot of people, for whatever reason, felt that was corny, didn't appreciate Matt Rule saying that, saying, Oh, you gotta have fun, but understand at a certain point in time, like I get that you're jazzed up, but you have to be able to control those emotions and you have to be able to play without getting without getting outside of yourself. And I guess Matt Rolf, when he saw on Saturday, did not feel like his team did that well enough, which led to him having a long conversation with the team prior to starting things off, having a day off on Sunday, coming up to Monday, and being sharp. And you did not see that from the offense. As Sam Darnold, through two interceptions, one of which was considered, at least from some people out there, I think Zach Aldridge of WCCB here in Charlotte, He tweeted out DJ Moore was freaking out, saying that it was probably a DPI on that play. Either way, an interception outside of that, Sam Darnold threw. DJ Moore put the ball on the ground, fumbled. Not great. Ian Thomas, Cam Irving, two guys who, at least Ian Thomas, I think he's going to make the roster. But let's not say he's assured a roster spot right now. Him and Cam Irving, back-to-back false starts, getting pulled out of drills. Greg Little, interestingly enough, came in for Cam Irving at left tackle when he came out because of the issues there. So that's just kind of a case of the Mondays for the offense, which you don't like to see, especially when you're hoping to ramp up every single day to the next day as you continue installation you continue to try and get this team ready for the upcoming season. And tomorrow or today, coming up here on Tuesday, you got pads going on. So you don't want to have the same issues that you had on Monday reoccur on Tuesday. which you want to build that positive momentum, which has led Matt Rule to say that this is a team that's still a work in progress.
2: tell oh, today was today it was was today was uh, was not good enough. And and I can't comment on the defense, so I'm gonna keep that strictly to the offense. I mean, we ran the wrong routes, you know. So when we run the wrong routes, um, you know, push two guys in, in position. So you know, if there is a tip ball the defenders right there. I mean, everything's spaced out properly for a reason. And, I mean, today was today was uh, really poor, especially on, on offense at times. I mean, I, I will say there's always good things that happen. I th- thought you saw some leadership from some guys. I thought you, they ran the ball well. Uh, but the false starts, the fumbles, the interceptions, the missed assignments, um, really disappointing, you know? You, so, you know. I don't know because I, 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 I don't even think like my mind is like it doesn't matter right like there's a thousand reasons why this, this game is so simple either you get it done or you don't and so you know I'll go back and watch the tape I'll see a lot of good things on offense I'll see some things on defense that were really not that good I mean we had some false starts and we had some you know things, things in the back end. we're grabbing way too much on defense so you know we are a, we are a work in progress we're, we're definitely a team that needs to get in pads though you know um You get some physicality out and see who can really play.
0: And we're going to find out when the pads go on, who actually can play, and who can't. So I'm not going to freak out about what's going on offensively. I still believe with the offensive weapons that they have and what they did last season, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson, McCaffrey coming back healthy, hopefully. Terrace Marshall looks the part. David Moore, who we haven't spent a lot of time talking about at wide receiver, I expect him to have a positive impact when he's on the field like he did last season in Seattle with Russell Wilson. He might not have the same role that he had there, but I expect him to go out there and be a professional and be able to make plays for the Carolina Panthers. In the offensive line, we don't know yet. Until they go in pads. And they, We talked about with Taylor Moten. Was he going to play left? Is he going to play right? They can't make that determination of who their top five guys are until the pads go on. So they're going to find out, starting today, whether this person can play and what role this guy can play on the roster. So I'm very interested to see how that plays out. So the offense did not perform well on Monday, but the positive spin is you have a defense that looks pretty damn good. And that's one of the things I'm most excited about when it comes to the Carolina Panthers this year. And one guy in particular who was your top draft pick who had a day on Monday. So we'll get into him on the other side here on Locked On Panthers. The NFL season is back Thursday night. We have the Hall of Fame game, which you can bet on. You know, it's a great place to get all your bets in, bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. Get it? And you can track all the action at bet online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, UFC, MMA action, and of course, the National Football League. And soon enough, college football. Before the next pitch, Head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on.
1: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: In life, you can choose to be a glass half full guy. We can choose to be a glass half empty gal or vice versa, glass half gal or glass half empty guy whatever you choose you can look at the positive spin you can look at the negative spin if you look at the positive spin on monday's practice the carolina panthers defense looks the part i've talked about this multiple times coming the season i'm really excited about this team you have the core young foundational pieces like derrick brown your first round pick in 2020 uh brian burns I think he's going to be a pro bowler this season. We're talking about double-digit sacks if he's healthy all 17 games. Even if he's not, I think he's going to get there to double-digit sacks. You got Jeremy Chin, who could have been the defensive rookie of the year last season, was fantastic. Now he moves back to his more natural position at safety. You have those three guys, and then you enter this man, J.C. Horn, who had himself a day on Monday. Two interceptions, Now I already mentioned one of them according to DJ Moore and some other folks out there at practice was kind of questionable. Could have been considered a DPI understand this though. Even if there are officials out there, officials miss plays all the time. Now and we don't have the, uh, pass interference challenges anymore. So JC Horn might've gotten away with it. Either way, JC Horn has looked the part so far. His three interceptions throughout the first couple days of camp. We'll see what he looks like once they put the pads on later on today. I'm very excited about this pick, and I'm very excited about what he can do for this defense and the defense as a whole. And considering that you have him, A.J. Boye coming over from Denver after a season with the Broncos, going to, of course, miss the first two weeks of the season. And you also have Dante Jackson back healthy, doesn't want to talk about his toe, something he said last week. It brought him to tears not being able to go out there and play for his guys and sometimes feeling healthy with the toe and then just one bad step not feeling up to par and ready to play football. But now you have J.C. Horn, who's able to take off the pressure from Dante and take off any pressure that could be on J.C. Horn. Not J.C. Horn, but on uh, A.J. Boye or any of the other corners in his group, which is a very deep group. So I'm very excited to see what J.C. Horn can do this season. And I know there's going to be a ton of pressure on him. And he talked about that. On Mondays he doesn't feel pressure. His dad was a was a pro bowler, so he knows what it's like to be in the NFL. He knows about pressure. He has someone to lean on when it comes to all that. He played in the SEC at South Carolina. He went up against some of the top players in the country week in and week out. He's not worried about the pressure. And back when he's at South Carolina, starting on day one, basically, as a freshman, he had to go out there and be one of their top corners. And he developed into obviously. One of the best corners in the SEC in college football and the top defensive player taken in the 2021 NFL Draft. This guy is born and bred for this moment, and I cannot wait to see what he looks like once we finally kick off the season against the New York Jets in September. He had a off of Sam Darnold, which, not great if you look at it from the Darnold perspective but great for the JC Horn perspective. And also recognize that you're gonna have some mistakes as a quarterback. And the problem here with Sam Darnold last first couple of three seasons in his career is limiting those mistakes. So, Hey, you rather them happen in training camp, but also you don't want to see them happen at all. Cause that just kind of is making you think that maybe this might still be a problem. We'll find out. I did see someone out there saying, Oh, he is who he thought he was. Okay. I'm a, very skeptical on terms of Sam Darnold being the franchise quarterback here long term. I'm also not going to sit here in training camp and say that Sam Darnold is not the right guy. I'm going to give him a chance here in Carolina. I don't think it's going to work out in the end, but I'm going to sit here and let his play speak for itself. So, yeah, he had a couple interceptions in practice. Whatever. Not a big deal right now. You don't want to see it, but I'm not going to make a huge deal of it. But I am going to praise J.C. Horn for the way he played. He also had another pick off of P.J. Walker. So he looks good. And a lot of people are excited. Now, Matt Rule, though, he sees it a different way. He thinks Jason Horn absolutely is developing, but there are some sort of tendencies that he's picking up that might be a problem once the season actually starts.
2: Yeah, but J.C.'s, uh, you know, he's, he's grabbing and holding way too much. I mean, a lot of those play- calls are going to get called back, so I'm, I-, I love J.C.'s... Uh... Tenacity, but you know he's got to—he's got to master his craft along the way, and he knows that. I mean, uh, but he—the ball finds him. I mean, he certainly he finds a way to get to the ball. I mean, there's there's no doubt about the things he can do. But like any player, when I mean, you see the good things, you got to—you know—work on the bad things. And some of the guys we only see the bad things, and I got to focus on the good things. So there's a balance to all of us. Um, you know, JC is just a young player. He's going to get better and better. If there was one thing to look at JC Horn back in
0: college and scrutinize. It was the amount of penalties that he picked up. He did get called for a decent amount of DPI's, defensive pass interference, for those are the uninitiated out there. Um, he did pick up a decent amount of those. He's an aggressive corner. He's a physical corner. It's exactly why they brought him to Carolina, because of that man press style that they want to implement, which they couldn't do last year. when We had the likes of Rasul Douglas and Troy Pride Jr. playing major snaps. Now with J.C., Dante, Ajoy, AJ, they feel like they can actually play the kind of style that Phil Snow wants to. And he's gonna have to get it out of himself. So, pads come on, figure out how to be better with your technique. Figure out how to not have to put your hands all over wide receiver because in college you can maybe get away with that more often than not. But in National Football League, it's gonna get called. And you don't want to be in a situation where he becomes unplayable, which I don't think is gonna happen, but you don't want to be in a situation where they don't feel confident having you out there on third down, especially in the first couple weeks of the season when he absolutely is going to have to start while Boye is out, where they're concerned that, man, I don't know if we can play J.C. in the situation because then he might be giving away a free first down to the opponent based off of the lack of technique he has in terms of defending wide receivers and putting his hands all over them. So that's something he's got to work on. but something I wouldn't be too concerned about. He is splashing. He absolutely has that mentality that the Panthers love When they worked him out down to South Carolina, they went to check him out. And, of course, the reason why they drafted him eighth overall. And it's also going to be important that J.C. Horn continues to show this kind of positive momentum because A.J. Boye, who they brought in from Denver this past, or at least he was a free agent, who they brought in this uh, past offseason, apparently pulled something during the one-on-one portion of practice. And we're kind of going to have to see how things go with him. And his injury makes it even more important, as I said, for J.C. Horn to – be ready to go, and he had to be ready to go anyway because Boyer is not going to be available the first two weeks of the season anyway. It's one of those things too. You, you hope it's not going to linger, whatever muscle he pulled there, especially if it's a groin situation. That's going to be a major issue, especially at his age, moving forward through the rest of the season. But hopefully, it's something that's minor, and that AJ Boyer can come back and be a participant throughout the rest of training camp, joint practices, and of course, the preseason games. But he's not needed to be available first week so or the second week. So, actually, he has some time to at least sit back and be ready to go once week three starts off. Now, Shaq Thompson is someone who was limited. He had some sort of issue that he tweaked on Saturday night. He was limited in practice today or on Monday, which uh, led the Panthers to work out a couple linebackers after practice. They signed Jonathan Celestin, who was with the team in 2019 during the offseason. Of course, did not make the roster. Celestin played at the University of Minnesota. has spent time with the Falcons, Chargers, and Jets, along with a stint in the XFL. And, of course, earlier with the Carolina Panthers. We're going to find out more about this defense once the pads go on. There is a question I do have. And you look at the injuries. Boye, the cornerback position group, Rashawn Melvin. You draft Keith Taylor. You, of course, still have Stan Thomas-Oliver and Troy Pride, who played a significant amount of snaps last season. That's a deep group. The linebacker group? Not so much. Jermaine Carter Jr. has added some weight. Played really well towards the uh back end of the season last year when Tahir Whitehead became unplayable. You bring in Denzel Perryman, who is a heavy hitter and someone they're really excited to see when he gets pads on. But Perryman is also a guy who said he's not going to get the vaccine, which is his choice, but could eventually, potentially, lead to the Carolina Panthers being down a starting linebacker. So... Is that a position that they need to address? I think so. And there's one guy out there who's still a free agent, I'd love for the Carolina Panthers to bring in, especially based off of his ties with the Panthers general manager. So I'll get to that in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and right here in your pocket, a smartphone, your Apple, iPhone, or your Android, or a Blackberry, if you still have one of those, even your flip phone. You can figure out a way to get to rockauto.com. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need including brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, not later, but right now, and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, class, raise your hand if you feel supremely confident about the linebacker room here with the Carolina Panthers. And let's not say outside linebackers, Marquise Haynes, who, of course, is an outside linebacker, and Christian Miller, who's coming back, question marks there. But those aren't the outside linebackers we're really talking about. We're talking about Brian Burns, Hassan Reddick. Feel pretty good about those guys. Haynes had four sacks last season. Christian Miller opted out. We'll see how he performs this year. I ain't worried about those guys on the outside linebacker position. But the inside linebackers, I am a little concerned. Shaq Thompson, right now, a little banged up. He is limited in practice on Monday. We'll see what he looks like on Tuesday as they put the pads on. Jermaine Carter Jr., he's out there healthy. Denzel Perryman, I'm excited to see what he looks like this season. He's out there currently healthy. But it's a thin group. And I brought up the fact that Perryman has already said to the media that he's not going to get the vaccine, which, again, is his choice. And the Carolina Panthers, for the most part, they have over 90% of their team vaccinated. I think the Observer reported last week, the Charlotte Observer, that is, that 92% have been vaccinated. All the coaching staff, of course, is. And they're in a good space, in a good spot when it comes um, with the vaccine. So hopefully it won't be a long-term issue for the Carolina Panthers. We're already seeing with our former head coach here in Carolina, Ron Rivera, pleading with the Washington football team to get vaccinated as they've had seven or eight guys go on the COVID list so far during this preseason. Carolina Panthers haven't had that kind of interruption. But it is something that's still possible in whether you're vaccinated or not. It's something that's still possible that could happen this season. So at the linebacker position, say something was going to happen with Denzel Perryman or any of the linebackers, they might have an issue in terms of, Who's going to step up in that position? Because one guy can go down. That means that's going to be Shaq playing a ton of of snaps. Or uh, Denzel playing a ton of snaps. Jermaine playing a ton of snaps. You're going to be asking Jeremy Chin to come back up there and play linebacker. But then who plays safety? They don't have a ton of depth at either one of those positions. But at linebacker specifically, as this conversation we're going to have here, I think the Carolina Panthers need to take a serious look. And I've said this before. They need to take a serious look at K.J. Wright. Signing... Jonathan Celestin is going to do nothing for you. He's not going to make the roster. If he does, then I was, I'm a, I am ai don't know what I'm talking about. I'm an idiot. I'm sure there's people out there who already think that anyway. But still, if Jonathan Celestin makes this roster, I would be shocked. Anytime they're signing someone in the middle of camp on a 90-man roster who really hasn't caught on anywhere it's unlikely that that player is actually going to make an impact. He's really out there to be a camp body and allow them to go out there and practice the way that they want to practice. He's not there to actually make the roster. Now, he could shock everybody make the roster, but I'm willing to bet a lot of money, and I'm not a gambling man, that Jonathan Celestin will not be a Carolina Panther. God bless him and his family. I just don't see it happening. But someone who could actually be a Carolina Panther and help this football team is K.J. Wright. He is a veteran, of course, of the league, spending his entire career... As a linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks, he's been a primary starter for the Seahawks since 2011, playing alongside Bobby Wagner, who is one of the best linebackers, if not the best linebacker currently in the National Football League. And last season, KJ Wright had a fantastic year, 86 tackles the year before that, 132 tackles, but he had 11 tackles for loss last season, which is the third time in his career he's had double-digit tackles for loss, first time since 2016 when he was a pro bowler. Now, he's 32 years old, turned 32 back in July, and he has a connection with Scott Fitter, of course, who played up there in Seattle. And Scott Fitter has already brought in guys like Lano Hill and Steven Sullivan, who has not been able to get out the COVID list and participate so far, who we had connections with in Seattle. Don't forget about David Moore, who also came from Seattle. So we've already seen the Seattle connections be brought here to Carolina. I'm just wondering... With the cap space the Panthers have, which right now, when you look at it, according to OverTheCap.com, the Carolina Panthers are just shy of $24 million in team cap space going into the 2021 season. So they have the amount of money to pay K.J. Wright, who? the Seattle Seahawks, apparently are a team that are still looking at him. Although I saw a headline the other day, Bobby Wagner preparing for life without K.J. Wright, so maybe Seattle doesn't have the capacity to bring him back this season, and they don't want to. He is 32 years old. He's an old player. The Carolina Panthers have added plenty of veteran players to this defense, and I don't see why they wouldn't want to add another veteran player in K.J. Wright, who has proven that he is a very good player still, as you saw what he did last season, the year prior. He's healthy. He's ready to go. And honestly, he said it for himself right here last week on Instagram in this video, letting folks know that he's not happy, he's on training camp, but he's ready to go.
1: Hey, I can't lie, not being in camp right now, got me feeling some type of way. But what I'm capable of, what I bring to the table, my play, it's all good, because this is where God called me to be. This is where he placed me, and I'm gonna be great in this moment. Be special, be obedient, listen, in whatever season you're in. And when I get my shots, will be the same thing, but right now, Right now, I'm listening, I'm working, and I'm being prepared.
0: I personally think it's time the Carolina Pan- Panthers make a phone call. You, you want this team to be in position to compete and contend potentially for a division this year, which I don't necessarily think is going to happen, but you want them to contend for a wild card with a realistic expectation there. You're going to need another linebacker and someone you can trust. I feel a lot better if it's KJ Wright and Shaq Thompson there than I feel right now about Shaq Thompson and Denzel Perryman and then potentially Jermaine Carter. You add in KJ Wright, a veteran, to this defense who's performed, he's been fantastic pretty much his entire career. He's not going to be a Hall of Famer, but he's been a very solid starter in Seattle for a decade. Why not bring him here to Carolina if he's available? If he's ready to go, he's healthy. And you don't have to spend a ton of money on him. You have the cap space. I don't see why Scott Fitter wouldn't make this decision. Now, it's up to him. He knows KJ right. I'm not going to say I know more than Scott Fitter. Just look at the current roster. It wouldn't hurt to bring him in, right? 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 So we'll see what happens with that. One other position group that I think is interesting, and it's not in terms of the lack of depth. There's a ton of depth right now at the wide receiver position. And looking at the Carolina Panthers, they're probably going to keep six wide receivers. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall, going to make the roster. I would imagine David Moore will also make the roster as a shoe-in. So those four guys. But then there's four other guys who are primarily contending for two spots. Keith Kirkwood, who, former Temple guy, former Saint, Broke his collarbone twice last season. Didn't really get a chance to show what he can do. Brandon Zilstra, who's a special team's ace, made the roster last year. Impressed in training camp last season. Haven't heard too much about him so far. Shai Smith, sixth round draft pick out of the University of South Carolina. And then Omar Bayless, a UDFA at Arkansas State last year, who was in training camp, was making a lot of noise. Then he went on IR for the rest of the season after having an injury. He's back and he's making a ton of noise again. He's that camp darling. It's Omar Bayless season. Let's kind of go back to over the years. So We have guys like Cole Luke, who a lot of people were talking about. There was Brendan Mann for a second there, who people were talking about as a UDFA guard out of Penn State. There was He was getting a lot of hype. Now, Omar Bayless, this is back-to-back seasons. And who knows if he would have made the roster last year had he been healthy. But right now, he seems like he has a legitimate chance to make this Panthers roster. Zylstra... Special teams-wise, it's going to be how he makes the roster this season. Omar Bayless might be someone who might actually be able to play a role on this offense. A very small role, but potentially, if called upon, might be someone who could play a role in this offense. So I'm very curious to see how that pans out moving forward as the pads go on for the Carolina Panthers. So that wide receiver group, that little battle between Kirkwood, Zylstra, Shysmith, Omar Bayless, if there's anything I'm watching in camp that might not be that important, it is one of those. It's an interesting camp battle checkout. So you guys also, if you're interested in that, go check it out. Or don't. Do whatever you do, whatever you want to do. It's a free country. Whatever makes you happy. Um but what makes me happy is you guys listening to the show. So thank you once again. As we conclude another episode of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network with me, Julian Council, rate, review, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, uh, follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, wherever you listen to this podcast, just keep listening to there, and uh, review if you can, please, five stars, don't be a hater, uh, if you want to be a hater, just DM me, because like, come on, like, what is, well, give me one stars, what does that do, just, if you, if you want to say something, just DM me, and I will respond, and we could have a conversation, um, but we'll be polite, awesome. Follow me on Twitter at Julien Council. where if you have any uh, complaints or you want to send me in Friday mailbag questions, go ahead and DM me there or at me. It's whatever, whatever you fancy, however you want to go about it. Just send it in and I will answer it however you please. So thanks again, guys, for listening to the show. I will talk to you on Wednesday.